Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Idea Pit. I'm your host, Jared. Thanks for watching this video. Today, I want to talk about the drug epidemic. So I have both personal and professional experience with drugs, everything from handling drugs to having family loss to, you know, arresting users and sellers of drugs and just talking to users in general. And full disclosure, I'm a police officer here in the state of California. I can't divulge who I work for and my opinions don't represent my employer. Now, my, my personal political affiliation, I'm a libertarian conservative. So... In terms of drug use, I don't care what you do. If you're a functional drug addict, you know, I don't care what kind of drugs you do and you do it in your house and you don't bother anybody else or do it on private property. Again, none of my business. It's none of the police business either. In fact, how are they going to know? So, but once you start affecting other people, you're starting to bleed into a criminal setting. And I think the police should get involved. And it just is what it is. And, and as a police officer, people don't understand. I'm impartial. I'm a fact finder. If someone violates the law, I don't have a choice. You know, I take that person to go to a judge and, and be judged on that case to be convicted or not. So it is what it is. So what do I think a drug is? So drugs, everything from alcohol, tobacco, to narcotics, to prescription, to non-prescription, to steroids, to things that are not even meant to be drugs like glue and, and paint. Anything that changes the perception of time, space, reality, or changes your physical attributes is a drug and especially if you use it over you know then guess what you might end up dead or being too intoxicated to care for yourself now i do drink alcohol and i do smoke pipe tobacco and i'm you know i'm not a perfect human being i do my best to to stay away and get you know stay away from being drunk so i've been drunk in the past it just is what it is we're all human right so you just gotta have self-control is what i'm trying to um trying to get at my personal experience with drugs is that my father passed away. My biological father passed away from doing heroin. He shared needles with people, ended up getting an autoimmune disease, and then passing away because subsequently from a disease that killed him. Um, now, I was very disconnected from it because I was three years old, and I do have some some type of memory from it, whether that's created because of things I've been told. I don't know. I just I, too young to remember. Now, it affected my mother, though, because she had to raise two sons from my father by herself. She had to bury my father. She had to deal with the family, other side of the family, and deal with, you know, with the, that loss. So she was there the entire time. And it's part of the reason why I'm law enforcement, because I don't want other people to go through that kind of struggle. I know I can't stop people, but I can try to educate them and, and point them to the resources. And again, it's all about personal responsibility in, in some of these things, well, almost all of these things, because that person needs to be, you know, willing to do these things. Now, and again, there's some mental illness that doesn't allow people to control themselves. So maybe that it's where we're going to get to our position. Professionally, again, I, there's laws in the books I don't agree with. I have to enforce them. It just it is a job, and it's the only way that we can be uh, stay away from corruption. Is probably the best way to say it, because I'm not I'm not a judge. It is not my position, and my personal opinion has nothing to do with my job. I go out there, I find a, a, a criminal, and I bring them in, and that's just the way it is. So, again, it, so let's just get into my solution. So what is my solution? What do you think would fix this? Again, it's not going to be cheap. And I'm going to just say this. So the position that we're in right now, here in California, we have a large homeless population that use drugs. We have a lot of narcotics users. We're, we're 
they have an epidemic where people are dying throughout the country on prescription medication, on heroin. All these things are, are happening. So how do we resolve these things? Well, you can't stop all this type of behavior. We all know this. But we have to be able to dissuade it somehow. So right now we're spending a lot of money not only on police activity, responding to these type of calls for people acting up because of narcotics use or stealing because of narcotics use. Then we also have the fire department responding. We have hospital bills that we're, we're paying with national debt and through Medicare because, and that's part of the reason why it's becoming almost unsustainable, uh, unsustainable to keep our medical costs down here in this country is because it's unchecked. It would, for me, it just sounds like it would be cheaper to have an institution, both for drugs and for psychological, and we can have one building for it, and not necessarily every city, and probably every, maybe two in every county, depending on how big the county is. So I know it's not cheap, and it needs to be state-funded. It just is. It needs to be state-funded. So, and look. If you break the law, so if you're drinking and driving, that's still a criminal offense. Maybe we can work those things in tandem. Maybe this person serves their crime time and then the institution time to try to resolve, you know, the issue. Again, and it's all going to have to be based on case-by-case basis. Obviously, it needs to be personal. Um, we, I, in terms of drug sellers, is what it is. You, you're selling drugs, so it's... A, a personal responsibility that you know that this can kill somebody. So if you're making drugs, again, and you accidentally make the wrong drug, and this includes people that make prescription medication, if you accidentally do something wrong and negligent, you should be held accountable. Whether that's criminal or not, I don't know. It depends on the case. Uh, if you're selling drugs and it's already against the law, guess where you're going to serve time in jail and is what it is. You have a neg- you have a neglect and someone passes away because you put the wrong compound into the drug. Again, you're held liable. If you're selling drugs and that is the case, you still are an accessory. You're going to serve time. So I have no sympathy for that. It just is what it is. You you shouldn't be selling drugs. And doctors shouldn't be pushing drugs, especially if they know there's a high addiction factor. Maybe this person is has that is susceptible to that type of behavior. So there's just a plethora of things to, to consider. But drug users is where I think we should sympathize in the society. Yes, there still is a personal responsibility, but there can be underlying causes. And until we eliminate those things, again, if, if you kill somebody because you're on drugs, criminal. It just is, you're, you're gonna have to be, uh, dealt with as a criminal. If it's all mental illness and it's accidental, again, maybe we put tandem. Now, what cases do I think should, are deserving of going into an institution? So, let's start with the least severe case, uh, of where I think they shouldn't be an institution. Again, the drug user that doesn't bother anyone, that does it safely, that doesn't affect their family members, that's not neglectful, no police activity, no necessary, no court necessary. Then you have the one that maybe gets drunk and goes out or gets intoxicated and goes out on the street and they're yelling and they're belligerent, but they're not bleeding into a crime. Okay. Again, not, no institutional, uh, there, there's no reason for them to be institutionalized. Then you have the one that's passed out on the street. They can't care for themselves and they're just all drugged up. And this could be most of the homeless cases that I deal with. All right. 
maybe we need to consider being institutionalized. So we take this person still to through due process. We present the evidence in the case. Uh, they have a defense attorney like we already have. We have to keep by the guiding principles of the United States and the Constitution so and the Bill of Rights. So this person goes through due process and maybe there's a doctor present, uh, present that diagnoses them. And part of our court system is already like this, just by the way. So for those that don't know, the inner workings, we have a medical side to the courts. So let's say this person is like, okay, this is a fluke. This person made a mistake. All right, again, maybe a, a, a fine or or something for the fees that we, we had to pay as a society for them to act that way. You know, maybe garnish some of their money from their checks. If they're on government assistance, that's a problem, right? Maybe there's a consequence for that. We take a little bit of money from their government assistance. I just, there has to be a consequence, right? Or we're never going to be able to keep people in check. So let's just say that same, uh, that this person gets worse. Now they're, you know, destroying other people's property. Now the person that owns the property doesn't want them arrested. And it doesn't meet a threshold for a felony for like a vandalism. And okay, so maybe this person gets seen by a doctor and maybe they need to be institutionalized. Again, there doesn't need to be a timeline until the doctor deems them safe to return to society. It just is what it is. Okay. Then we have more severe cases. The person's passed out on the, they're defecating themselves. They're always high. They're, they're also, you know, not necessarily stealing, but they're, they're, they're pretty much borderline criminal. Okay. Again, it, it's more cruel as a society to leave these people on the streets, you know, and not take them in and hold them there and have them in clean clothes. And, you know, people want to give housing to these people that are highly addicted on drugs. You're just making another project. You're just, you can destroy another community. It's not safe. It just, and it's been proven throughout time in history. An institution is a controlled environment where people are cleaned, where people are given the proper medication, where people are cared for and given food. It is cruel the way we're leaving these people on the street. So just a consideration for you. I know it sounds like it's cheaper, but it's not. And I can promise you that. There's so many government assistance programs for these people. There's... uh GR, general relief, where they give homeless people $500 with no information at all. They get free phones. You think that's free? We pay for those things. It's cheaper to house them. It's cheaper than a police response. It's cheaper than having people get hurt on the streets because of their actions. So that is just my opinion and that is my position on it. And I think that might help resolve some of the issues we're having. We need to have some type of institution, either for drugs or for narcotics use, and that will help try to either re-educate people and try to help with the epidemic of losing people on the street or losing people in general using drugs. We need to provide those resources and that education and maybe have to force some of these people to stay somewhere until they are better for society. Because it's not only about them anymore. When you affect everybody else, you're you're no longer by abiding by a libertarian principle so just ponder that let me know what you guys think so please follow me on youtube comment like and subscribe so idea pit guys please uh reddit 
Idea Pit. Um, Instagram, please guys follow me there. Twitter, and you can email me directly at ideapitpodcast at gmail.com. Also, this, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, and SoundCloud. Thanks guys for watching this video. Hope you enjoy it. Bye.